Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, October 16th, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Monday, boys. Well, my wife, after hearing Friday's show, mm-hmm. wanted to adopt a cockatrice. Uh-oh. So we we spent some got one. We spent some time online looking oh, at I got you cockatrice another, and uh Borders, uh, uh, breeders of uh, of cockatrice, and uh, and what the adoption process is. Cool. Turns she, out they're a little bit dangerous to have as a pet. Really? Yeah. They eat your dogs. They eat everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they breathe fire. Really? Yeah. yeah and they fly. Put that on the insurance. And they policy. and they fly. They fly. So all, all things that make it a little messy to have them around the right. around the house. So that's like entertainment. We will not be getting our own cockatrice, but. There you go. If any of any of you out there are interested, you can uh, reach out to me, and I'll put you in touch with the cockatrice breeders, and <laughs> set you up with somebody. Let's get into the true crime time for Monday. Later on, it's Jim Chapman. All right, we're going to go to Florida, and a Florida woman was arrested. Oh, at- we oh, must have the county first. Always must have the county first. Pinellas. Pinellas. Well, I don't know. City. I don't know. Ocala. Right. <laughs> you just did a story of Ocala last episode. Well, Ocala's got another, it going on too. Ocala. Just Pinellas. Ocala's, Ocala uh, is jealous. They want to get involved. Right. So this Ocala, Florida woman was arrested after she threw a sausage in a Coke can at a gas station cashier during a heated altercation. Sausage in oh a Coke God. can. Okay. Deisha. Cobb was arrested and charged with battery and disorderly conduct after the incident that unfolded last Wednesday at Quick King gas station in Ocala. The cashier told deputies that the incident started when Cobb confronted her, saying she could have handled her two transactions at once. The two reportedly uh, shouted at one another, causing the verbal altercation to turn physical. That's when Cobb grabbed a sausage from the hot tray and its tongs and hurled them both at the cashier. The sausage hit the cashier in the right wrist and the tongs in the right leg. Cobb then left the store. The cashier grabbed the sausage off the floor, went outside, and threw it. At Cobb's car. There you go. Cobb retaliated by throwing the Coke can she had just purchased and the sausage, the same sausage, back at the cashier who was standing toward the end of the counter at this point. The soda can hit the counter and the cashier was able to get out of the way to avoid being hit by it. That's amazing. So people are so stupid. The police came and they took Miss Cobb to jail police i'm police people are so stupid yeah what did you get what you in for hurling sauce wait, wait, so yeah. this started over splitting her purchases into two separate transactions yes I, I guess so okay well that'll piss you off that'll that'll piss you off and but, by the way don't buy a sausage at this place if a sausage remains right. intact after yeah. it's been thrown yeah. and hit and, and, three different humans it's a car and everything else <laughs> yeah. not, i don't it's think criminal. that's well officially a sausage let me take it to Another, they don't have sausages, but they got everything else y'all are familiar with. A McDonald's employee has been charged with murder after a woman was shot and killed in the restaurant following a confrontation, according to police in North Carolina. 
Sam Antoine Ivy, 35, was charged with second-degree murder and being arrested in connection with the Monday after being arrested uh, Monday mor- for the Monday morning shooting. Prior to the shooting, police said the two women were arguing at a bus stop outside the McDonald's when one of them entered the restaurant and was followed by the other. The manager had to separate the two, and one of the women then left the McDonald's, but she returned shortly after. When the woman re-entered the McDonald's, she reached out and touched Sam Ivy, who then immediately shot her with a concealed handgun. There you go. Realizing what he had done, Ivy then fled the scene. The woman was identified as Jacqueline Marie Reed of ten of Johnson City, Tennessee, and police said Ivy was arrested at an elementary school after the school's resource officer recognized him as a parent of a student. Police don't believe Ivy intended to harm anyone at the school, and the shooting at McDonald's was considered an isolated incident, and Ivy was charged uh, possession of a firearm by a felon, smart, and is being held without bond, right? The, uh so there you go. She touched him. She came, she left. And she came back. So it gets in. broken up. She leaves. She comes back in. Nothing about a weapon. Not, I mean, she no, just, he just touched pulled, him. And, and she, he pulled a gun and killed her. Hate that for her. I'm going to tell you something. That, um, if I'm a McDonald's manager, I'm not getting in between anybody. They don't pay you enough. Call 911. I hate that she got killed. And this. Convicted and fell in possession of power. And he's packing while he's there at work. At they didn't say he was working. He that he was they were out at a bus stop. Uh and they got an argument. It entered the McDonald's, manager tried to separate him, and she left, came back in, touched him, and he killed her. Seems like a good time to go to Philadelphia, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. After those two? You said they're going to try to outlaw the brotherly shove now. They said at the end of the season that that because people are getting hurt during that one play, you know, when a quarterback sneak on the goal line. Uh, um, yeah, I know the the is it. It's now the brotherly shove. They it's not it the, the tush push anymore. They call it the brotherly shove now. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it originated in Philly. Well, it did, and they can do it. And see, the Giants have tried to do it. A number of times. Yeah, but they just haven't been successful. <laughs> it like, doesn't work. So right. I guess it matters who the pushies of the tushy are. But uh, no, don't uh, don't be putting any money on my Giants, especially uh, playing the Bills next. Um, right. A man has been identified as the suspect in the murder of longtime Philadelphia journalist Josh Kruger. Mm. Robert Edmund Davis, age 19, has been identified as the suspect and has been on the run from Philadelphia police since last Friday. An arrest warrant that includes the charges of murder and related offenses was issued. Philly police had hoped to get Davis into custody quickly and safely, but that has not happened. Kruger was 39. He was shot seven times in the chest and abdomen at 1.30 in the morning inside his home in the Point Breeze neighborhood on October 2nd. So as we sit here, it's been a full two weeks and they haven't got this guy. Security video showed Davis at his home earlier that day. Police said that Davis knew the journalist 
and he should be considered armed and dangerous. Police believe that Kruger, who was known for his advocacy work with the homeless and people suffering from addiction, may have been counseling Davis. And that's why he was seemingly uh, free to go in and uh, out the house. It is not clear how the shooter ended up in Kruger's home, although there are no signs of forced entry. Uh, uh, Some of the other stories talk about the fact that he was for sure counseling this guy and that basically he was living with him or at least had free reign of the guy's residence. Police found no weapon at the scene. On his website, Kruger described himself as a, quote, writer and communications expert known for weaving his unique lived experience with homelessness, HIV, Philadelphia street economy, trauma, and poverty throughout his poetry and writing. Uh, Kruger had actually uh, been somebody who uh, had contracted HIV, had lived as a homeless person, had uh, gone through all kinds of trauma and poverty in his life. And so he was uniquely equipped to provide counseling to those people considering the the turnaround he had done with his uh, with his own life. He was also a militant bicyclist, a parishioner at St. Mark's Church, and lived with his best friend, his senior cat with one tooth named Mason. In a statement, Mayor Jim Kenney said that he was shocked and saddened by Kruger's death. He cared deeply about our city and its residents, which was evident in his public service and writing. Our administration was fortunate to call him a colleague, and our prayers are with everyone who knew him. This guy was, by all accounts, a uh, a terrific person who had done a lot of good in a city that needs a lot of people like him and got taken out here. So let's hope another, they— Another tragedy. Let's hope they find— uh, Mr. Robert Edmund Davis soon. It's been two weeks, as I said. We're going to bring you a little closer to home and, well, a lot closer to home in Louisiana. And actually, this is a a unbelievable story that, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a lot more to come. A woman sentenced to life in prison for her involvement in a rape case involving disgraced sheriff's deputy Dennis Perkins will get a new trial after an appeals court overturned her conviction. The Louisiana First Circuit ordered that Melanie Curtin, who was convicted of aggravated rape and video voyeurism in 2021, be given another chance in court. She is uh, now currently released on bond, $350,000 bond, and is wearing an ankle bracelet. The appellate court's decision cited evidence admitted into the original trial that unfairly prejudiced Curtin, including videos depicting sex in a dressing room and a photo showing Curtin with an unknown man. The appeals court ruled that the trial court improperly excluded evidence related to the victim who was married to Dennis Perkins at the time of the assault in 2014. That excluded evidence includes a video depicting the victim performing sex acts while a friend watched and her history of faking or feigning sleep while sexually engaging with Perkins. The Louisiana Attorney General's office who prosecuted the case is expected to appeal the ruling. Curtin was arrested in the wake of the bombshell revelation in 2019 that Livingston Parish Sheriff's Deputy Dennis Perkins and his wife Cynthia, who was a school teacher, were booked for child sex crime. Uh, Dennis married Cynthia after splitting from his previous wife, who was the victim of the 2014 case that landed Curtin in prison. The victim testified she was drinking with Curtin and Perkins 
and woke up the next morning with a hangover, but no memory of what happened. A defense attorney claimed Curtin was drugged at the time of the rape in which she allegedly participated, but no evidence was gathered that could verify that assertion. Dennis and Cynthia Perkins took plea deals for their charges within the past year. Dennis was sentenced to 100 years in prison and Cynthia to 41 years years. So essentially, and and to wrap that all up, Melanie Curtin, who had a life sentence, uh, is now out. Well, you know that. I know trial. this case intimately, and I covered it on Real Life Real Crime Original. Uh, Denny and I came up together, Uniform Patrol, SRT, detectives, and all that before I went to state police. Melanie, at one time, was my real estate agent and a friend, and we used to hang together and, and everything else. Uh, here's the deal. And somebody messed me about this last night. Uh, you know, they were saying Melanie got too much time. No. Denny took a plea 100-plus years. Cynthia took a plea 40 years. Why? Because they didn't want to take the chance of going to trial on the aggravated rape charge because – there's, it's a uh, life without. That's the only thing the judge has no leeway in sentencing. They have to sentence you to life without, without the possibility of parole. She went, she rolled the dice, and she got found guilty. Now they can take out whatever they want to. There's still a 17 minute video, and they can say that girl, you know, has a history of, of faking being asleep or whatever. The 17 minute video when Denny and Melanie Curtin took turns raping this girl and the things they did to her there's no way a person could feign being asleep when these things were done so they're gonna retry her and uh and prediction is pain for melanie Curtin. so i don't know i don't know it's a lot sounds like a lot of wasted taxpayer dollars there's a lot of bad stuff a lot of bad stuff Federal Appeals Court on Monday upheld a ruling delaying this week's scheduled execution of a Texas inmate for fatally shooting an 80-year-old woman more than two decades ago. Jedediah Murphy, 48, has been set to receive a lethal injection Tuesday evening at the state penitentiary in Huntsville for the October 2000 death of Bertie Lee Cunningham during a carjacking in a uh, Dallas suburb. The last week... Federal judge in Austin issued an order staying Murphy's execution after the inmate's lawyers had filed a lawsuit seeking DNA testing of the evidence related to his 2001 trial. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the judge's order. The three-judge panel said that another case before the appeals court that was brought by a different Texas death row inmate raises similar issues. We agree with the district court that a stay is appropriate, at least until a decision in that case, the three-judge panel wrote. Murphy's attorneys have questioned evidence of two robberies and kidnapping used by prosecutors during the punishment phase of his trial to convince jurors who had already convicted him of capital murder that he would be a future danger. A legal finding needed to impose a death sentence. Y'all, go listen to the longest series I ever did, Death Penalty 1 through 10, um, and the death penalty part. To get the death penalty, it's not just regular murder. There has to be aggravating circumstances, and that's what they're talking about here. So Murphy has admitted to his guilt in Cunningham's death, but has long denied he committed the other crimes. His attorneys have argued these early crimes were the prosecution's strongest evidence that Murphy, Murphy would be a future danger, but alleged there are a number of issues with that evidence, including questionable identification of Murphy by one of the victims. 
Murphy's lawyers believe the DNA testing, testing would help show he did not commit the robberies and kidnapping. It was difficult for the court to conclude that the negation of this evidence would not have affected the jury's decision in the trial's punishment phase. The U.S. District Court Judge Robert Pittman wrote, um, prosecutors say they put on a significant other on significant other evidence to show Murphy was a future danger and the public's interest is not advanced by postponing Murphy's execution any further. Two decades after Murphy murdered Bertie Cunningham, justice should no longer be denied. The Texas attorney general's office wrote And if Murphy's execution took place Tuesday, it would have occurred on world day against the death penalty, an annual day of advocacy by death penalty opponents. Murphy has expressed remorse for the killing. I wake up to my crime daily, and I've never gone a day without sincere remorse for the hurt I've caused. Last week, the Texas Board of Pardons and Proles unanimously declined to commute Murphy's death sentence to a lesser penalty or grant a six-month reprieve. Mm. So is that a is that a Texas law, or is that right. a this— I mean, he committed the crime. He was sentenced because of the crime. And then in sentencing, he was found guilty because they have to display that he's going to be a future danger. It's, mm, the, 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 it's two parts of the trial. The guilt phase, which they found him guilty. And then the penalty phase, which is death or not, they get to put a lot more information there. In my, my series, uh, death penalty. I go into that in depth. I cover the whole thing word for word, what was said in court, and what they did was in Eric Mickelson's case. They had he already found guilty for the murder of Charles Martin, but in the penalty phase, they couldn't say they can say a lot more in the penalty phase than they can in the regular trial phase. Right in the penalty phase, they got to admit um, him confessing to killing and dismembering and having sex with Chris Prize's dead body, right? So the the prosecution puts all that together and saying, hey, this is a bad dude. He doesn't deserve to breathe. And that's how they got it. And on this one, they're saying because he committed other robberies and, and kidnappings and all that, he has propensity to do it again, and he's a bad dude and deserves death penalty. And then the Court of Appeals 20 years later says – Give him a new trial. Wow. Yeah. Now you can save on Cox Internet by adding Cox Mobile. So you can do everything you want, everywhere you want. Stream the big game with fiber-powered speeds at home. Or capture it courtside on your phone with unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So you can do more without spending more. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile. Learn more at cox.com slash internet. Not all services and features available everywhere. Other restrictions apply. There you have it. Okay. Well, we've uh, we've told some really difficult stories over uh, over the course of the last nine months and seen some things used as weapons to harm people that we never imagined would be used to harm people. And we got one of those out of the state of Alabama where an Alabama mother and her boyfriend were arrested for allegedly torturing her three young children with a blowtorch. Oh Lord. Ashley Abelman, age 27 and her partner, Howard Anderson, age 53, 
How come this crazy stuff say seems to seems to always happen when a couple gets together that's like twenty and thirty years like age apart? Gap. I don't know. Age gap. Well, they were together somehow, and the two were hit with willful abuse of child charges last week over these disturbing allegations. The couple has been accused of using a blowtorch to burn Abelman's children ages four, seven, and nine, as well as carrying out other forms of abuse. This is a case of obvious torture to these children. We knew immediately that we had to intervene, said Lieutenant Caroline Jackson. Jackson said the children who are in the custody of the Department of Human uh, Resources suffered severe burns from the abuse. Of course they did. The children reportedly told investigators about some of the abuse. Abelman and Anderson were arrested after the Dale County Sheriff's Office executed a search warrant on their home in Arriton, Alabama. They are both being held without bond pending their first appearance. Willful abuse of a child is a felony in Alabama and holds up to a 10-year sentence and a fine of $15,000. What the hell is wrong with you people? They don't deserve to breathe. Right. That should be a death penalty. Waste of oxygen. Yeah, that is about as bad as it gets. Straight hashtag murder by you. Well, the kids should get a blowtorch each while the parents are tied up and get some some revenge. In what world is that okay? It's not. It's awful. I don't even think that would be okay in hell. Well, we'll lighten it up, and we're going to talk about mimosas. 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 Guaranteed, guaranteed headache. That's Lori Johnson's favorite drink. Is really? it really? Yeah. Yeah. She loves them. She's listening right now. Hey, Lori. Shout out, Lori. Lori, you can't drink one of those after like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She likes her brunch. Feel like chit after that. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. And uh, I don't know if any of you listeners out there have ever gotten sick at brunch from bottomless mimosas it could cost you a hefty fee at some restaurants in san francisco california now Mm. several eateries in san francisco have adopted a new policy of charging a 50 dollars cleanup fee for anyone the world has become a smaller place and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before and companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before the geniuses at rosetta stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. 
today. Au revoir. The vomits and the roughness. <laughs> They, so it's a it's they an issue. They make a billion dollars in the French Quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Vomit incidents have become enough of a problem that po- popular brunch spots like the Kitchen Story and Home Plate have implemented the new fee. A sign posted at Kitchen Story, a popular mimosa spot, reads, "Dear all mimosa lovers, please drink responsibly and know your limits. A fifty dollar cleaning fee will be automatically included in your tab." When you throw up in public areas, <laughs> thank you so much you know for what? your understanding. I'm gonna take that $50 charge if I ever get there. I'm gonna puke all over like the was it Exorcist? Yeah. I'm oh god. Yeah. That was like get, get my fifty dollars worth. Well, one of the co-owner, co-owners of Kitchen Story uh, said that the sign seems to have cut down on the problem, noting that he hasn't actually had to charge any any customers the fifty dollar fee. However, before the sign was posted, he said customers were throwing up frequently. <laughs> a worker at Kitchen Story said that for a while employees were cleaning up mess after mess, but the signage has forced customers to control their alcohol intake. A sign posted inside the home plate, another popular restaurant reads, please drink responsibly, $50 cleaning fee for any incident incurred as a result of intoxication. Uh, another restaurant in the area. The hey, how, sick- about, how about not over-serve them? Well, we're going to get to that. That's yeah. right. Another restaurant in the area, the Sycamore, has designated mimosa fairies, employees who make their way through the tables every 15 minutes to offer bottomless mimosa refills. However, they have ulterior motives and are trying to cut off customers when they are visibly intoxicated. And really, that's that's what it comes down to. The the one ever serving them is the restaurant. Right, right. And then then you're going to mean, I don't get that. You're going to charge them a $50 fee and you don't want to over-serve them. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. got a bunch of people puking in right. your restaurant and right. might tell you right. that you're not paying enough attention. <laughs> I mean, that's different than like when Dallas when I got kicked out of three restaurants in, in a matter of like three hours. That was because they would, uh, you can only have one beer. And they yeah. said, do you, you, know, you want a beer? You want a small one or a big one? I said, I want a big one. And well, maybe I can have two or three. But the I ordered my food to go, you know, mm-hmm. Uber and in and shit. And they came over and cut me off. I said, you can't have another beer. I'm like, fucking, this is America, motherfucker. And, America. and, and, and I threw such a fit. <laughs> I can get as drunk as I want. <laughs> I threw such a fit. They gave me a gift card, and it's like the Papados, and, and they have the Mexican restaurant. It's all the same chain, Landry's. And I yeah. went right across the street to the other one and used that gift card and had me a couple more, and they cut me off. And I wouldn't even effed up. And, and they cut me off. <laughs> And then I went to another one, Uber to another place, and they wouldn't let me have more than one beer either. Hmm. I was very upset by that. <laughs> well, but, I'm on. Uh, I'm on. My wife I'm and on, son were with me too. <laughs> I'm on Yelp, looking at Kitchen Story on Yelp, and it's amazing how you can sanitize your reviews. Uh, yeah, and crazy. so there's not a single mention of any kind of issue with yeah. anyone throwing up here. The Korean fried chicken and waffles. And the Crab Benedict are given outstanding reviews in here. And uh, there's two locations, one in Oakland and one in San Francisco. So if you don't get puked on, it looks like you're going to enjoy your experience at Kitchen Story. I can't imagine that really being a problem. Yeah. I mean, I've been in some the shittiest to the finest and uh, mimosas or bottomless Blood Mary's or whatever. Uh, I hadn't seen anybody puking in, in the restaurant. I guess it happens, eh? Yeah. 
Oh, early kinky, kinky crime. Kinky crimes on Friday. Y'all. All right, y'all. This one happened a few years back, but it just has to be told. And This is CNN Kinky. CNN personality Richard Quest was busted in Central Park with some drugs in his pocket, a rope around his neck that was tied to his genitals, and a sex toy in his boot. Hey, hey got a snake in my boot, right? <laughs> Quest 46 was arrested around 3.40 a.m. after a cop spotted him and another man inside a park. The criminal complaint against Quest said the park was closed at the time. Something Quest should have known because of all the signs saying park closed 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. <laughs> Quest was initially busted for loitering, the source said. Aside from the oddly configured rope, the search also turned up a sex toy inside of his boot and a small bag of meth in his left jacket mm, pocket. Right? Here we go. There have it. It wasn't immediately clear what the rope was for. The criminal complaint says the officer at the scene was able to ID the drug because of his prior experience as a police officer and drug arrests and observation of packaging, which is characteristic of this type of drug, and the defendant's statements that, I've got some meth in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you real quick what it is, right? <laughs> at a hearing, Manhattan Criminal Court Quest agreed to undergo six months of drug counseling and return from the German in contemplation of dismissal, which means the misdemeanor charges against him will be dropped and the case sealed if he stays out of trouble and completes his drug program. Well, we don't know uh, if he successfully completed it or not, but that rope was tied around his neck and to his genitals. What the heck? What? I mean, why are you doing that? What? So like it made a, me cringe. Plus, every time he takes a step, it tugs him or something. Uh, it might so. be one of those that likes that pain. Oh, that. No, I, I I know who this guy is. Um, did you know he? Did you know he was? I, I was. I can. I can confirm <laughs> my really whereabouts was? on that night and clear myself. But, <laughs> but same thing about the other dude. But they put him back on the air after. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he became the uh, the financial. Well, I wouldn't know because uh, I hadn't watched CNN. And, Years. Quest mean well. Quest means business. Have you ever heard of that show? That's his show mm-hmm. on CNN. Never heard it. Uh, he, he, so he meant business. Sorry, a, a, a rope around your balls. Boy, uh, boy that's a, and a sex that, toy. In your that's boot. a lot of stuff for somebody to look past and put you back well, on the television. He, I mean, he said, "I got meth in my pocket. That's it, and a root in my boot." <laughs> <laughs> And rope, a rope around the genitals. neck. Was it clear what the was around the neck and then tied to his genitals? Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. So every time you lift the head, it squeezes nuts. That's uh, nuts. <laughs> yeah, but <literally intended>. nuts. <laughs> and then the sex. And that's your kinky crimes or Friday. Well, Mike Douglas the shit out of it. Can't believe he's a favorite person on CNN. Rope tied to nuts. Was when I think about the sex scandal that Freaky. ended my media career and <laughs> how it pales in comparison to right. that, just kidding, folks. But that, come hey, on, give you, me a You break. have a media career right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, it ended my broadcast <laughs> media. Wait, wait a minute. This is broadcast no, media. No, 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 no. This is digital media. This blows away broadcast media. Oh, you're you right. don't want to be in broadcast you're right. media. You're right. But. Well, so. seeing as. Woody kind of broke the line and did his kinky crime early. Mm-hmm. I think I ought to do my dumb criminal yes. a little bit early. Dumb. And where else but 
Pinellas County, County, Florida, Florida, can you find dumb criminals of this type? Three teens in St. Pete Beach, Florida, were new to the robbery game and had completed only a few successful heists when they decided to break into a home on Everglades Court and hit the motherload. It was their lucky day. The trio was so overwhelmed with joy when they saw the three jars full of cocaine that they rushed out of the home without stealing another thing. They (laughs) headed to one of the teens' houses to try out some of their newfound bounty. After cutting up some lines from the first jar, the three began looking at each other. The taste was wrong. They felt no buzz. (laughs) And they all started coughing. Oh, Lord. That's when they knew that what they'd stolen wasn't Coke, but what was it? The next day, one of the boys was watching local news with his mother when the sad elderly woman was interviewed about the strange robbery that had taken place at her home and that the only items taken were three urns containing the remains of her cremated husband and her beloved schnauzers. Oh, my God. The boys felt so guilty about what they'd done that they decided to return the urns a few days later, not realizing that the woman had had a security company come out and install a surveillance system just one day prior. That first boy's mother was shocked when she saw her son's face on the news the next day, but not so shocked when officers came ringing her new video doorbell days later. Holy smokes. Wow. Well, and I have to say that should you lose your family schnauzer or two family schnauzers. Mm -hmm. And should you have them cremated, there's only one place to have that done, which is boys. Parish forensics, Louisiana pet crematory, Louisiana pet crematory. Mm -hmm. And if you have it done by them, you're going to have a beautiful urn, Jim. Absolutely. And if someone broke in to the Chapman household, they wouldn't, they wouldn't (laughs) confuse the, uh, the, uh, Louisiana pet crematory urn that, oh, no. Uh, no. that your lovely uh, uh, pet is in for a bunch of cocaine if they, and if they break it, let me it, let me tell you this: if they broke into my house and it. touch that urn, they're gonna need parish forensics. Yeah, they're they gonna need that because Wendy's gonna tie a rope around their nuts yeah. and pull them off. Well, there yeah. you go. You they're would have multiple opportunities to go visit Roy and the two Christians and Bruce Sard, uh, Bruce and uh, see the American flag up in Broussard. But seriously. Uh, that is a ridiculous group of, right. uh, of and, and, dumb and, and, teen criminals. There's, it's not like the McDonald's lawsuit where somebody was getting handed a hot cup of coffee and they burned themselves and they got a million dollars. Roy Provost and, and, and the Christians don't have to label their urns, right? Although we well, they, they will this put is not, my, you know, this is not pet's name on This is not cocaine. What I'm, no, no, I'm saying that they now the McDonald's coffee cups say caution, hot. Yeah, they don't have to label the urn saying caution. No, you would know. Does not contain cocaine. And I wonder what the uh, the urns in uh, in St. Pete actually said on them. Because usually, I mean, 
I would think they would say something on them, Maybe. but then again, not everyone can provide the kind right. of Sorry the kind of service that yeah. Louisiana Pet Crematory provides. Yep. So, for. folks, just like for us, at some point, your family pet is gonna be six feet under. Yeah, all of us. Those folks so, can help you out. Lapetcrematory.com. Rest easy. I don't want to get sanctioned. Right. You can now uh-huh. take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. All right. It's mile high on Monday, and a man has been handcuffed and pulled off a flight by police after he exposed himself to a young traveler at a U.S. airport. Mm. The alleged loot act happened while waiting to board a Frontier Airlines flight to Florida from Atlanta International Airport. Man, they, all, right. all kinds of stuff going down in Atlanta. Major Kelly Collier from the city of Atlanta Police Department said Andre Gallinine had been caught on video exposing himself while looking at an unknown young traveler. Another traveler who saw this unknown traveler acting suspiciously began to record him. While recording him, he exposed himself. The suspect was able to board the flight to Fort Lauderdale, Florida and went on with his trip. But police tracked his travel and were there to arrest him when he landed in Atlanta. Police body camera footage showed officers boarding the packed flight, handcuffing him and escorting escorting him off the flight as passengers looked on. Having only the video with no other information, officers and investigators did an outstanding job of identifying the suspect. The suspect had previous dealings with law enforcement for similar acts and were hopeful this time things are put in place to change his behavior. As to why police did not stop the suspect from boarding the flight to Florida, the woman who recorded what she thought was suspicious behavior did not know the act had occurred until she played the footage back she then reported it to police and he was charged with public indecency i hope they bumped every what the hell is wrong with people i hope they skull dragged him off the plane yeah that's that's just crazy they nakedly skull skull dragged him off the plane on a plane where other people whether they can see or not, it's it's horrible. But uh, obviously, it was so in public that someone was able to video it. Right. So that's just sick. Took it. It's also Frontier oh, where they charge you like $25 extra for something like that happening on the flight. Mm-hmm. What was the airline last week that we'd never heard of? Had you had I'd, a story I'd seen it Avery before, or yeah. Ivory or something like that? I can't well, let's go somewhere we have rarely gone. The state of Vermont has one of the lowest murder rates of any U.S. state with less than one in 100,000 people murdered annually. For contrast, Louisiana, which is near the top of the rankings, has about 20 in 100,000 people murdered each year. So 20 times the murder rate of Vermont. But murders do happen in Vermont, and this one is pretty shocking. A retired university dean was found shot in the head on a hiking trail near the Vermont State University's Castleton campus, where she had worked for years. The police are searching for clues to help lead them to whoever killed the beloved educator. Her name was Honoree Fleming. Kind of a cool name. Honoree, I've never heard that as a first name. A retired dean of education at the university and wife of Pulitzer Prize winning author Ron Powers is believed to have entered the trail near campus Ron around Powers. 4 p.m. 
Yes, Ron Powers, who wrote as uh, opposed to no, no no relation to Kenny. <laughs> no, he's not. The, he's not related to Kenny. Sorry, okay, we're gonna have to get it story. together because this is a really sad story. Um, uh, and uh, but I'll tell you about uh, about the husband who's a famous writer who was not in Eastbound and Down or whatever that's called. Um, what is that called? Eastbound, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound Down. Yeah, it, was. Uh, it was actually not the chicken wings. <laughs> I quit. I'm sorry. They, I never disrespect. I'm sorry, Honoree. We're. She was found dead less hey, than. It's an, horrible that she was murdered. She was found dead less than an hour later, according to Vermont State Police. The medical examiner determined Fleming, 77 years old, was killed by a single gunshot wound. As of Monday, no one had been arrested, but police do have a person of interest. They're asking the public's help in finding. At this point, they have not shared anything regarding a potential motive or whether this was a random or targeted act. Police are looking for this person of interest described as a male with short red hair, about 5 feet 10 inches tall. He was last seen wearing a dark gray T-shirt and carrying a black backpack. Investigators are asking local businesses and members of the public to review their surveillance footage for possible information. At a Monday news conference, Vermont State Police's Dan Trudeau said the department has received more than 200 tips in Fleming's killing. Every tip is better than no tip, he said. He added search and rescue teams were combing the trail area for evidence. This type of case is going to be probably a blend of old-fashioned detective work along with new age technology-based detective work, he said. Trudeau also said the public should be vigilant and maintain some self-awareness. We don't really know yet if the community is in any further danger, he said. Vermont State University issued a statement about the dean's death. Scores of students benefited from Dr. Fleming's teachings and research before she joined Castleton. She was also a faculty member at Trinity College, Middlebury College, and the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Honoree lived in Castleton with her husband, Ron Powers, a Pulitzer Prize winning and New York Times bestselling author, the school said. Powers was co-author of the book, Flags of Our Fathers, a New York Times bestseller about the men involved in the famous flag raising during the 1945 Battle of Iwo Jima. That was great. He also won a Pulitzer Prize in 1973. Our deepest sympathies go to her husband, Ron, family, and friends. This is an unbelievable tragedy for all Vermont State University. Honoree will be deeply missed. Woody, I don't know if you caught the the, the quote from the uh, the state police there, but they don't seem very well equipped there. To- uh, let me tell you something. There's a whole lot more of this story, Jack. You just don't kill a 77, 77-year-old woman by shooting her in the head. I'm, 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 first of all, I apologize for laughing in the beginning. I didn't realize the seriousness of it, but the model will detect. I'm sitting here going, mm, life insurance, um, whatever. There's something else going on here. So, believe me, this no, stranger I mean, look, this, killings like this are so, this isn't not so rare for this area. Car to car on, on, on interstate or whatever, you know, it's not a road rage. You don't just walk up to a 77-year-old lady and shoot her for no reason. There's a reason. Well, the they just got to find it out. They have a description of this guy, so hopefully they'll make some I uh, they'll bet make you some they got a lot more than that going on. Well, we shall stay yeah, close. I, I want to follow the story. I'm it, interested. Is so one of y'all been to Vermont? Oh, yeah. Uh, anytime. Yeah. Is it, isn't it the Granite State? The no, Granite, it's the Granite. Green Mountain State. Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. Pretty? 
beautiful. Vermont's beautiful, but it's I so if you're in New York, it's where it's it's the the best skiing in the in the Northeast. But that's yeah. not saying a lot because once you move west and you ski in the Rockies, you realize that you right. don't have to ski on ice in negative fifteen yeah. degree weather with forty mile an hour winds. But right. uh, but Vermont's Vermont's beautiful. Yeah, uh, got to follow it. Got it. My spidey senses are going off. Something's wrong. They, 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 something's wrong. She, was, she was killed for a reason. Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. It's not a random killing. I thought you meant here. No, no, I'm not. In, in the studio. With, no, 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 something's wrong on this killing. Freaking me out Something is very wrong in the so, studio. And, and <laughs> it's really going to get interesting. It, you know, no, I mean, this is one of the more prominent people. You know, living in that area for sure, married to probably one of absolutely like the most prominent people she, in that she area. She was running in the park at 77 with all her bling bling on. And that, that's, that's not a motive. Robbery's not a motive. That, uh, but there's a reason. Well, so we're going to find out. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets. At Arizona State University, we are committed to our students' success. That's why our online educational experience is unmatched. You'll access our state-of-the-art adaptive learning technology that fosters innovative thinking and inspires collaboration with faculty and peers. Explore more than 300 world-class programs offered online, all designed to empower our students to become the next generation of critical thinkers and innovators. Visit asuonline.asu.edu. Now you'll save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile. Enjoy fast feeds at home and on the go. So you can do more without spending more. Learn more at cox.com internet. Not all services and features available everywhere. Other restrictions apply.